Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Cineman, the spiciest movie podcast, where your hosts, me and John, are going to uh, sit down and we're going to watch... We, we ran out of movies, so don't judge us too harshly, but we're going to watch Planet Earth. Now, this was like our second or third episode that we ever recorded, so it's like a year old, but we're going to throw it up here for you guys, and uh, this first half is going to be the oceans, Ooh, and the second half is going to be the mountains. So, uh, unfortunately, though, we, we pointed out real quick, this isn't the BBC version, so no sexy David Attenborough voices for you. You're just going to get Sigourney Weaver, which, hey, it's like the second best thing, right? Anyway, enjoy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show this week. Um... We got a bit of a treat in store for you, wouldn't you say, John? Yeah, I'd say it's a treat. Real treat. <laughs> <laughs> so this week we got... <laughs> we are excited, if you can't tell. I'm we are. I excited. can barely contain my excitement, I... to be real. Unfortunately, well... I'm ecstatic right now. You should be. <laughs> uh, we got lined up some Planet Earth, as brought to you by... The Discovery Channel. Unfortunately, you heard that right. It's Discovery Channel, <laughs> no David not BBC. Yep, John said it. There's no David Attenborough. Uh, but that doesn't matter to you guys, right? Because, well, it's not like you're listening to this to hear his accent or anything. Um, Probably better than listening to us, though. What? Yeah, it would be. <laughs> we could have just pointed the mic straight at the TV and walked away for hours. <laughs> oh god the audio version he had to go out of his way with some of the things he said like i don't know if you remember when we watched it last but when he was like avalanche <laughs> to talk about an avalanche and we're like yeah. the fuck oh good old, good old david oh good old dave um but davy as his friends know him <laughs> davy a <laughs> Oh, that's a pretty bad name. We just kind of wanted to switch it up a little bit this week because, um, I don't know. I don't know, because <laughs> we forgot to bring... He's folding under pressure like a uh, like a Walmart lawn chair right there. He, he's going to say, we, we okay, well, I just moved, so he's going to say that all, all my movies are in boxes, this is the only thing we could find, or he forgot to bring anything, but honestly, we had a lot of good choices, <laughs> but Planet Earth is what we're in the mood to watch, and it's a great sh- series. You could have listened to us talk about all eight hours of Dune, the director's cut, because let's get real, why wouldn't you? Uh, but we're going to can of worms that one, <laughs> probably for good. I've never seen that. Really? Yeah, is that a movie? A serious it's eight a movie. hour movie? Yeah, grab the. Can you grab the case for me? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's like eight hours, or like at the very least, like let let me look. It's well, okay, I might have. Minutes. Yeah, <laughs> okay, I thought it was eight hundred and sixty-five minutes, but it's actually two hundred and ninety-five minutes. So what is that? So sixty one twenty one eighty. Times two is three sixty. So that yeah, that is like eight hours almost. Okay, two hundred ninety-five so divided by divided by sixty. Nah, that's almost five hours. That's long. Don't get well, me wrong. How that's does long. that happen? One hundred and twenty is two hours. Oh yeah, because two forty would be f- right. Yeah, that's it's four point nine hours. How the fuck did I get to 360? Oh, God, listener, you heard me say that. You heard me say 180 times 2 is 360. So, yeah, it's like eight hours. Oh, Jesus. Going straight to hell. But, uh, yeah, written and directed by John Harrison. Um, <laughs> not going to lie. Is that George's brother? I have no idea. But <laughs> I feel like it has some well-known people in it. But Wasn't that James Cann? Right there, am I way off? Uh, no, that's not James Khan. Or Can- is it Can? I don't know how to pronounce his name. It's C A A N. I think it's pronounced Kane. Uh, <clears throat> but I actually I do recommend it if you haven't seen it. It's uh pretty good. Oh, William Hurt. That's who's in this. I don't really think he's a big deal at all, but 
But, uh, yeah, if you've read the book of Dune, uh, by Frank Herbert, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it says there right yeah. in front. <laughs> I just didn't want to sound like an idiot. But by Frank Herbert, dude, I mean, that book is so good. And I don't think I would read the original trilogy. I'd probably just read so the first So are they, one. like, going around in the sand and, like, dirt bikes and things like that? I don't remember. Little it's a dirt four bike, wheelers. But... Dune. Dune buggy. Volkswagens. <laughs> See what I was doing there? Nice. See what I was doing? There. See what you done, Dune. <laughs> I see what you doing. I see, see what, what you I done did, did. Oh God, that reminds me. I've been listening to Phil Hendry's podcast lately, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> you know who he is? I listen to his radio show sometimes at night. Uh, I used to work graveyards. Yeah, me too. When I was swathing. Uh oh, Does man. he do all the voices himself? Every single one. Okay, because that's and then he like... has like this little microphone thing for the phone. Because, yeah, I listen to his show and I'm like, there's no way people are actually calling in. That's, <laughs> the first time I listened to it, it was I was swathing for a couple hours that night, so I was pretty tired. And I was like, this guy's talking about selling cookies on the boardwalk of L.A. with his Easy Bake Oven? What the heck? This this is not real. I listened to this one out. about like how this guy was going to go like kill his girlfriend or something. And, I was, and he was like, no, you can't do anything rash. And I was noticing, like, he was never interrupting, like, what the guy was saying. Yep. Like, they were never talking over each other. And I was like, I was like, is this happening? Like, I know I'm really tired, but is this a show? <laughs> it's freaky the first time you listen to it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think it was on, like, after Coast to Coast went off or something. Or, yeah, something like that. Or maybe it was on after Clyde Lewis. It was one of those. Because yeah. I know it was listening to Coast to Coast. Or yeah, and then you come Grand back Zero. to it or something. And yeah. And it's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened to me. But um, yeah, no. Truth be told, listener, we just really wanted to listen. We really wanted to watch Planet Earth. Um, so sue us. Actually, don't. Please don't sue us. We don't have any money. <laughs> we really don't. You can have it. <laughs> well, no, you can't. But <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like my two pennies. Yeah, and I we had some we have some good movies in store for you guys in the future. We uh we were gonna do. The new Conan the Barbarian, but I forgot the DVD, so <laughs> um, and I didn't want to go home and get it. Well, that's something we got to build up to. You don't just like. I think of a good movie. You should read some of the stories too before we watch the movie, or 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 uh, I can send you a link to a podcast that's oh, yeah. that's one of the audio renditions of one of the short stories. So good. Yeah, do that. Um, the first one that he ever writ- wrote, actually, Phoenix on the Sword, really good. Um, the movies don't do the books justice, unfortunately. The stories are so good, and uh, honestly, I don't know why no one has thought to just like pick up one of Robert E. Howard's books and like transcribe it into a screenplay or. Even better yet, and I'm sorry, you diehard Robert E. Howard fans. I know that there's only one listener here, but uh, Robert E. Howard is great. But even the Robert Jordan redos are so good. Just pick up one of those books and freaking just put it in a director's hands and you can make a better movie than anything <laughs> they've made. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Who is the director of the original Conan? Like, I don't know. God, I always want to say it was like Ron Howard or something, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> I, I, I hope not. Um, oh, God. We're doing a movie podcast. We don't even know about anything about <laughs> movies. <laughs> we are your foremost authority. But uh, the first one, I mean, it's pretty good, but it's not... I like the first one. I, I don't like the second, but I like the first one. Conan the Destroyer you don't like? No. Oh, God, it's so bad. They went from being a ballsy edgy badass action movie to being you know they were rated r in the first one and they went to being rated pg in the second one serious yeah you noticed because dude in the first one you full out freaking see conan's sword like hit a dude and blood splatter (laughs) and it's on camera (laughs) now in the in the conan the destroyer in the very first scene you know they are in that like little canyon thing and like the horse, the, you know, the riders come in and Conan is running around and he like grabs the net and like pulls those dudes off the horses and like, 
you see him at the very end of the fight, he starts swinging a sword at this dude. And every time he goes to swing the sword, it's a camera shot oh. from the perspective of the guy, like, getting yeah, nailed. that's right. And so it's just, like, zoomed in camera, and Conan's, like, sitting there, like, swinging. It's, like, a really narrow shot. Um, but, dude, in, in, in the first one, in that battle at I the like very the end, one. where they, like, set up the stakes, and they're, like, in that rocky, like, uh, that little rocky area, and, like, freaking the dude, like, comes charging out, and Conan, like, freaking, like, like, straight on, like, hits him with the freaking <laughs> sword and blood splatters everywhere. Like, I think we've met our... We've met our like quota for the day. <laughs> okay, fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> no, it's all right. I do it sometimes, too. Well, what are we drinking today, Rhett? Yeah, you John, so, well, we got two things in store, but right now we're we're kicking it old school. We're like old men, I guess. Oh, that's good stuff. But uh, I hear it's pretty good. It's a French import uh, <laughs> 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 called Ranier. Uh, just kidding. It's weird because it has English on the can. <laughs> yeah, true enough. And it's made with Yakima Valley hops. Yeah, isn't that in France? Now, <laughs> now I'm a proud Oregonian and an Oregonian that happens to work in ag, but I even like this beer, even though they use Yakima Valley hops, not Oregon hops. Uh, it's really good, but apparently it's brewed in California. Yeah, someone bought it out. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, because um, the brewery Dale. the brewery used to be like right off I five in Seattle. I thought. Yeah, it, isn't it condos now? When I was up in Seattle last time, we ate yeah a, they they fixed them up into condos. Okay, yeah, yeah. When I was up in Seattle last time, we ate at a pizza place, and Rainier was their feature beer, and it was delicious with their pizza. Uh yeah, dude, it's really good beer pizza. I, it's just super <laughs> easily. <laughs> Jesus Christ, beer pizza. <laughs> you know, we've had some good ideas and some not so good ideas. Let's figure out how to do this. This is our million dollar idea. Oh god. So we condense the beer down, Listener. make it with cheese. Listener, we already have this <laughs> copyrighted. We are making the beer pizza. Oh Lord. And if you know how to make a beer pizza, give us a call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even if it's an old family recipe. Oh, but Rainier is just so good. I went into the bar, you know, I, was, I think I told you this already, but I was going into the bar a couple weeks ago, and it's like I walk in, and, man, I didn't want to, like, make a production out of, like, drinking, you know, a pint of something. So I look around, everyone's drinking Rainier, so I'm like, oh, just give me a can of Rainier. <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, look at you, Mr. Mr. What are you, an old man now? And I was like, you all are drinking Rainier. Get off my nuts. But it's good stuff. Uh, I it really like it. It's good, really golden. I mean, beer. yeah, it's really golden. Uh, super drinkable. Like, it's not overly... Oh, man, I wish we knew. <laughs> I wish I knew the words in which to describe this beer. But it's not, like, overly thick. It's not overly carbonated. It's a genuine American beer. It really is. You know, but... Like, when you take a look at a lot of other beers, like, I mean, I think it's, as far as, like, these, like, domestic brews go, these, uh, like, American domestics, uh, you know, that are brewed en masse, uh, you know, it's hard to beat Coors Original, you know. Coors, yeah. Um, I don't really you like... You had Oli? Olympia? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually... Not bad, last time I had it. Yeah, it's alright. It's drinkable. Um... You know, Coors Original is pretty hard to beat, but I think Rainier is right up there. Like, as far as those types of beers go, you know, we're not talking craft beers here, guys. We're talking football beer. Yeah, we're talking Super Bowl beer. Um, I'm more of a college football fan than an NFL fan, so does that leave me out of that that beer crowd? Well, if you're an, <laughs> if you're watching college football, then you should be drinking Natty Ice and <laughs> <laughs> not watching it on campus in a frat house. <laughs> <laughs> bro, let's just bro out, bro. Um, got pretty some sure ice. Pretty sure I've heard people say that on campus. I'm sure you have. Um, Interesting. You see Corvallis ranked like the number one uh, college town in on the West Coast. Yeah, I saw that. Makes sense. So it's a cool coming, town. Yeah, it's all right. I'll be happy when I don't have to go there. <laughs> so I was coming up the freeway today. <clears throat> see this minivan that has 
Like it permanent permanent marker <laughs> wrote all over the outside. Okay, you don't have to take me that literally. <laughs> that says, you know, like uh, children are not pawns and save the kids and do unto others as you would have do unto you. All these, you know, cutesy little mother things, baby on board. I'm fine with that. Pull up next to her. The lady's smoking with her kids in the car. I'm like, really? Come on now. It's like, okay, the person I saw with the fish sticker on the back of their car is they pull into the adult shop. Oh, like if, the Jesus sticker? Yeah, if you have that kind of he, stuff on your car, don't do bad stuff. He probably bought the car used and didn't know what it meant. He's like, yeah, I like fishing. <laughs> I saw one today that had the fish and then inside it says, in chips. Oh, genius. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah, no, I uh, I tend to refrain from putting stickers on my car. First of all, because I don't really like bumper stickers. Mm-hmm. I've, had, I've had one bumper sticker. When Kennedy was, what were they, the national champs of 2A baseball? National? Yeah, weren't they? They played in California or something. It wasn't state champs, I know that. Shit, if I know. Did it this was happen? Nas- yeah, it was like two years ago. I got the sticker and threw it on the pickup. Should we go look at the sticker so we know? We have to. <laughs> Can this go mobile? Um, <laughs> you have, it'd be awkward <laughs> as fuck, but... Um, oh, well, yeah, that's cool. I mean, whatever. Repping, repping the big M.A. So. That's what I figure in my uh, Mount Angel Oktoberfest sticker that matched the same color as the pickup. So. Why not? Yeah, uh, the only bumper sticker I've ever had, I didn't even put on there. My brother-in-law put it on, and it was from our band. And uh, I had to just get sell the car before I could take it off. No, just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, I could never actually get him off. He, uh, God, he had like the... He's like a heat gun or something. Yeah, man, he put a bumper sticker on, on it when I, I sold him the car, and he slapped one right on the trunk, and... I don't even remember what it was, but it was just like I when I bought it back from him, I like had to get it off, and I'm pretty sure I had to use like steel wool and like <laughs> freaking sulfuric acid. Just got a new trunk, pretty much, dude. And I was so pissed off too because it was like, you know, there was no way I could get it off. I tried to use razor blade, and uh, oh god, I get that like nails and chalkboard feeling when I'm imagining me like trying to use that razor blade <laughs> because it seriously the razor blade embedded itself into the adhesive and then snapped in half. <laughs> so I get those like nails and chalkboard sensation oh, when I imagine that's weird. That. I just couldn't get it off, so I had to use the steel wool and like acid to do it. And then it had all these like freaking scratch marks on the back, yeah. and I was like, "You fucker!" <laughs> I didn't care that much. I waxed the car uh, and sold it, and they didn't even notice, but. Yeah, good coat of wax right on the back there, so they couldn't quite tell. Yeah, that's good. But, damn, that thing looked so good when I sold it. Cleaned up my white walls. Yeah, the white walls on the outside? What? I mean, it's fine if you did, but you did. Yeah. Okay. It's all right. What's wrong with that? Nothing. It's fine. I just put them on the inside. Why? Because then when they get dirty, it looks gross. I You're did. supposed to put your white walls on the outside. You're not supposed to. They yeah. make them so you can put them on the inside or the outside. But then what's the point of having white walls? Well, you can have them if you want them. I think they look great. Don't get me wrong. I love white walls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wash that shit all the time. Yeah, they get dirty. They look disgusting. And sometimes you can't even tell that you have white walls. But <laughs> then you just spray some tire cleaner on them. I think they look great. Yeah. All right. White walls are the reason that fucking car sold. Well, good job. Actually, I don't know why. Because someone was like, hey, a cheap car. You can't find a car, a good car on Craigslist for less than a thousand bucks, so. Hmm. Well, you can, but they sell. <laughs> you know a good way to clean white walls? River rocks. Don't ask me why. That's what a tire salesman told me a while ago. <laughs> yeah, just drive your car into the river. It's fine. <laughs> No, 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 no. You go get a <laughs> he river. He saw you coming, John. <laughs> you go get a river rock. It's nice and flat because it's worn down because it's been in the river. Yeah. And you just rub it on the on the white wall. Uh, right I just up. had this like stuff that I sprayed on there and you that let it soak is, for like a second. And I did that off. with uh, one of my cars at my mom's house one time, parked on the lawn, and there was four <laughs> really, really dark streaks where the tires were. It's kind of cool. 
It Sorry is cool. for you uh, eco-cautious <laughs> people out there. <laughs> John, I think we need to become eco-terrorists and protest rising gas prices by uh, bombing gas stations <laughs> yeah. and oil refineries. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> That's the point of eco-terrorism. It makes sense. <laughs> Except it doesn't. Did you ever watch Cowboy Bebop with us? Yeah. Oh, man. That's like my favorite episode uh, with the eco-terrorists. Um, God, they were like the Ganymede sea rats or whatever. And like they were this gang and they wore these masks that looked like this endangered animal on like one of the planets. Okay. On one of the moons. That, Ganymede's yeah. a moon of Europe. One of the Galilean... Europe? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I was going to say uh, one of the Galilean moons of Jupiter. Uh, Europa is one of them, which is why I said that. <laughs> one of the moons of Europe. <laughs> I believe we call that the moon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do. We uh, call it Luna or whatever the other words for the moon are. But yeah, I know that episode's really good. And they're eco-terrorists and they have this like virus that like reverts people like into apes or something like. Yeah. How long that. time ago? Shit. Yeah, dude. Cowboy Bebop came in like 1996 or something. So good. If you haven't seen Cowboy Bebop, I highly recommend it, listener. It's anime, so that might turn you off, but... Well, how about this? I usually don't like anime at all, and I enjoyed it, so... It's so good. Like, if you like Firefly, uh, which you... If you don't, you should, because it's a great show. It is great. Um, you know Christina Hendricks was in Serenity? Uh, yeah, in the show Firefly. Okay, yeah. Yeah, know. she was in Serenity. Oh, oh, I thought she was just in the movie, not in the show. It must have been someone else that was just... She in was in the, the show. show. Yeah, she played... Uh, the prostitute. Uh, well, no, she played a. Okay. <laughs> there was like an episode where the captain got like really drunk, and like when he got onto the ship, he was married, and yeah. he was like married to this chick, and it turned out it was just like a con game to her, and she was like another pirate, basically. Okay, that's what I was thinking. You know, and she was in it a couple times, and she set up this big job for them to like steal this like antique like laser gun or something. Uh, her character was cool. <laughs> well shall we yeah let's go ahead and get this bad boy going which one are we watching uh i honestly i'm fine with any of these these all are really good oceans deep is probably my first preference but i don't mind going nope. uh, I'm oceans i like the oceans it's amazing that we still really haven't mapped the oceans by this point so listener uh go ahead and hit the mute and i don't know if you if there's uh closed captioning on this or what but if not it's not the end of the world there you go. Landmark television series. So, what the cool thing about Planet Earth was, and we uh, all live on it. Well, yeah. The cool thing about the show Planet of the Earth <laughs> is that there was so <laughs> much, there were so many shots that no one had ever gotten before of certain animals. You know, which is crazy to me. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, it is crazy. It's. It is absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are animals that they never filmed up close. You know, and they say right in the start that it's like 2,000 days of filming. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's insane. That's that's years. Yeah. That's six years, seven years of filming. And uh, I'm a little disappointed you don't have the Blu-ray, but I'll let it go. <laughs> 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 oh, I wonder oh, what that big blue God. thing was. They start off strong. So here's a here's a shot. Looks like it's from space, and uh, <clears throat> they're showing the ocean. They are showing a lot of blue, um, and they're talking about it. They're they're kind of trying to give it a level of mystique that uh, a watery. Desert. Oh, a watery! <laughs> wow, that's an oxymoron. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> Dolphins. Those are actually dolphins, not oxymorons. (laughs) Thanks, John. (laughs) I have an animal chart if you want to borrow it. (laughs) Okay, thanks. The dolphin says... (laughs) (laughs) Did I just combine two animal sounds? No, no, no. That's a horse you got there. That's not a dolphin. But I also mooed. (laughs) (laughs) That's some weird meat, I'll tell you. All right, the biggest of all fish, 33 tons. 
whale, whale shark. shark. Pretty impressive. I remember seeing pictures of that like when I was three and being like, this is the coolest animal ever. Me too. Just absolutely terrified because I heard it was a shark. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get out of its mouth. <laughs> There's that picture with the diver like underneath it. Just blow the mouth. This is going to have like cool things that we can talk about. I don't know much about the ocean. <laughs> I just realized. <laughs> it Oh, it's on the coast of Venezuela. That's cool. I didn't know that. The tiger shark? No, the ocean. Or the whale shark? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Really, the ocean is pretty... What's interesting is, like... This uh, is our new science podcast, apparently. Hey, whatever. <laughs> What's really interesting to me is, like... You know, you got the, like, huge schools of fish like they're showing right now that are, like, swarming around the whale shark. shark. And what's crazy is the science behind, like, the swarm mentality. Uh, Like, they can't really explain it at all. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like they try to, like, they, uh, like, I watched this special once on, like, the Science Channel, or maybe it was Discovery, and... They talk about, like, the birds with, like, the swarm mentalities and the bugs and the fish. And it's just, like, they all move, you know, synchronous, but they can't figure out, like, how they do it with, like, out injuring each other. You yeah, know what I mean? That's a good point. Um, it is pretty crazy. It looks like all those fish look like smoke in the water. Yeah. Smoke <laughs> in the water. Fire in the sky. Oh, is that what he says? Yeah. What a bad song. <laughs> oh, did I offend you? You know where the door is? Deep Purple. Name another song by Deep Purple. <laughs> I don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> that one song does it all. Uh, every guitar player learns Smoke on the Water. I tried to play it the other day. I couldn't remember. Really? Yeah. Wow, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. I had to finger tap and play a Van Halen solo, but I couldn't get smoke in the water, darn it. Not really. Wow, it really would be better in Blu-ray, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> alright, though. I think actually playing the DVD on the Blu-ray player, like, up jumps it to, like, uh, yeah, like higher than its normal. Yeah, running through the HDMI cable. Um... Not that I know, like, what the normal pixel count is on a DVD, but... Probably a little bit more sensitive sensor on it, too. That makes any sense. Those suckers are huge. Right. So when I was in Yap, they were saying that... You were uh, where, John? In Yap, a small South Pacific island off the... It's about 600 miles south of Guam, I think. How big is Yap? Three by 11 miles, I think. Real small little place. You pretty much know everyone on the island. Anyway, it's a big destination for people that like to dive with manta rays. That are like, what, 8 to 12 feet wide. Huge suckers. Nice. They're saying if you go diving and there's a manta ray above you, sometimes they'll play with you. You're already dead. No, they're not violent. They like to play with people. Yeah. And, like, you'll go to the left to try to surface, and the sucker will go to the left and pretty much keep you down, just trying to play with you. And it's almost killed a bunch of people that just go down, <laughs> and, that just go down and free dive without tanks. They'll be trying to go up because they're spearfishing and whatnot, and the manta ray is just kind of hovering over them. And they have to... That's not playing, John. <laughs> well, the, the manta ray thinks it's playing. Oh, <laughs> the God. humans don't. <clears throat> yeah, it's like those whales. Have you seen Blackfish? No. The documentary about, like, kind of like... Uh, Killer whales in San Diego or whatever. Yeah. What's the uh, one's name? I can never remember Water it. Waterworld. What? Waterworld? SeaWorld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waterworld. But, you see, I ended up watching I ended up watching Blackfish because, you know, uh, I was up in Victoria, and we did a tour of the city, like a, a tour bus, and one of the parts of the tour took us by this old school like fish show place oh, really? that was like a net around like in the ocean and they had um wow you know all these uh killer whales there and it was like one of the first places that they did like killer whale shows 
and uh, the like one of the most famous killer whales down at uh, SeaWorld came from Victoria when he killed somebody oh, really? and they had to close down the the, the, park, the park up there. Yeah. Wow. And so, uh, you know, they brought him down to San Diego and bred him. And so all that's good the, breeding stock right there. He kills people, right? I know. Well, you know, and that's like that's the weird thing to me is like, look, I'm not a hundred percent against the shows, but now it's something like ninety percent of all of their all of their uh, whales came from uh, this one sucker that came from the one killer whale that killed people. That seems a little crazy. Yeah, so it's unfortunate, and uh, so you know they say they had they had a lot of incidents with trainers being pulled, like this one whale in particular. Like the fuck is his name? Tillicum. Uh, okay, yeah, that sounds right. He. Uh, I like parts of it. He um, pulled a really experienced trainer down to the bottom of you know the the tank. And it would hold him there and then let him go. And he would get up, grab some air, and they would pull him down again. <laughs> and uh, and they're like, yeah, and the SeaWorld is like, he was just playing. And, you know, I'm not trying to bash on SeaWorld or anything because a lot of people love the shows. And, uh, you know, I'm sure I would have loved the shows if I had seen them. And I'm not, you know, saying like, we can't ever capture killer whales or whatever. I mean, I think they could probably do it a little bit more responsibly. Um, you know, I think SeaWorld is just lacking a little bit of integrity in their, uh, you know, in their business plan, basically. I've never looked it up at all. Uh, but yeah, man, I think Tillicum, like, I don't know, I can't say for certain, but he killed, like, a bunch of motherfuckers. Yeah, no, that name sounds right, because I know Alex was watching part of it, and I spared some of it or something. Yeah, no, it's actually a good documentary. I think it obviously has, like, a very, very biased slant. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, People stopped eating fish for about a week after they saw it. I'm sure they did. <laughs> Not me. I like fish, but... Yeah, I, like I mean, it makes me feel bad for the killer whales, whom I think that SeaWorld obviously, like, has a really blatant, like, disrespect for, like, their intelligence and their social structures and things like that. Like I said, I think they just need a little bit more integrity. I'm not saying they shouldn't do it. Um, but like anything, if you do it the right way, it's fine. Exactly. If you do it the right way, um, I mean, it's cool that they have these beasts that they can, like, we can go see them do tricks and stuff. But the fact that it cost, it cost one too many people their lives before SeaWorld was, like, willing to accept it. I think it's still in court right now, the whole thing going on. But, no, just people didn't have to die about over it. You know, that's my thing. I mean,. Call me crazy. I, I guess I just I value people a little bit higher. Um, yeah, they're all right. Keep them around for a while, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I fucking hate a lot of people, but <laughs> like, people could be really disappointing. But oof. you all right? Yeah, that's not a person though. Nope. Looks like an alien. Dude, they kind of do. Like that's like the cool thing. It's like X Files almost. Uh, I love the X Files. Can't watch her anymore, unfortunately. Why? No internet. Oh, that sucks. For you. Yeah, I was looking on Amazon. The whole series is like 120 bucks. Thought about it for a little bit, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, not when you can watch it for free on Netflix. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, that was like pretty cool seeing that place. Um, you know, that's like where the first person died up there in Victoria, and they brought him down, but. It's How funny that he... you're talking about your honeymoon because we watched this on our honeymoon. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. We like watching these nature shows. I don't remember. We watched stuff on our honeymoon, but... We went and saw um, Shackleton uh, in Omsi. Or Omsi. Jesus. What's, IMAX. What's Shackleton? Uh, well, have you ever heard of Shackleton Whiskey? No. Okay, so I don't know if Shackleton Whiskey is real or not. Uh, because I saw it on, uh, if you've ever seen that show, White Collar. No. Um, oh, speaking of which, there was something I was going to tell you about White Collar earlier. Damn it all! Uh, oh yeah, about Yap. Remind me later. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I don't know if the Shackleton whiskey is real or not, but Shackleton, uh, 
was a guy, you know, he went on an expedition to try and get to the South Pole. Okay. And so he had his boat and his crew, and they went down there, and uh, and they they never made it. All right. You know, and they got like landlocked <clears throat> and all this stuff, and basically for a while it was pretty cool because like you know they had like power generators and stuff, and they um you know had their dogs and they maintained like a a schedule where they worked and all this stuff to keep morale up and they ate like kings and How had long ago fun was this? uh early 1900s okay and uh generators well yeah they had electricity back then okay. i don't know if they had generators or what but they had some way to okay. like set up like a day night cycle and okay, like gotcha. make it a little better not that they were like at the south pole but um Anyway, they never made it, and then they started running out of food. So, the Captain Shackleton, he instructed the... Uh, dude, that looks creepy as fuck. <laughs> that does. Deep-sea uh, creatures are weird. Yeah, man, they're showing this, like, really weird, like... It almost looks like a small version of Cthulhu. Uh, like, with his, like, tentacle face. Yeah, yeah it kind of <laughs> does. Uh, Speaking of which, that's good hot sauce, like we were talking about earlier. Cthulhu hot sauce. <laughs> is that what it is? No. What's, what's that called? Cholula. Cholula. It just looks similar if you just look Dude, at the name. Dude, what? Yeah, that's a crazy have, like, spider. like a deep sea spider thing? I can never go to the ocean again. Yeah, that's like the bottom. Jeez. Don't go down that deep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, sawtooth eel. Wow, they're showing too many cool things. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so Shackleton, they instructed his carpenter to, like, build another boat so they could send out an expedition to, like, go get help. Okay. And anyway, it took, like, years, I guess, and they barely made it. Um, and then finally they made it to this, like, island where, like, there was, so there was, like, a, an outpost, like, on the other side. And so they're like, fuck it, like, we have no choice. Get your boots on. We're hiking over this island that was uncharted. <laughs> And uh, they had, like, the most treacherous climbs. Like, they had hikers with, like, modern equipment, like mountain climbers uh, with modern equipment go to try and make the same trek that mm -hmm. they did in just as amount of time. And they could barely do it. And these guys <laughs> did it because it was, That's like, and they were, like, death. they literally got off a boat. Like, they had this boat and they had, like, four crewmen in this boat. And they had like a beneath deck and they had an above deck. And the above deck was like a little porthole where they stood. And beneath deck was like underneath this plank of wood where they slept. And they were constantly seasick and they like had no food. So, yeah, they were just like life or death. And uh, they had to make it all. It was really cool to see in IMAX. Uh, it was a documentary style? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was like an hour long. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, sounds good. Um. Oh, that looks so badass. The vampire squid. It's vampire squid from hell, Sigourney Weaver tells us. She was an alien, so she would know. She would know. Dude, it kind of looks like Cthulhu again. But that's because it's a squid, for real. <laughs> Have you seen Alien, by the way? Nope. <laughs> wow, you're brave admitting <laughs> that on the podcast. Uh, God, that movie's so good, dude. I like I Alien vs. Predator, though. <laughs> and Avatar, so I've pretty much seen Alien. Right? <laughs> <laughs> First of all, Avatar is uh, New Age dances with wolves. Yeah, um, actually, I like Avatar. Everyone gives it shit, but uh, like, I enjoy it. I really did. I was really glad that I saw it in theaters. I wish I would have. Yeah, it's definitely good in theaters. Um, uh, Alien's pretty good. I always am like blown away. Like nineteen, you know, it's nineteen seventy six, and I'm just like, holy crap! Like. You know, their sets. Like, the acting, it leaves a little bit to be desired, but... Like, just... Oh, the lighting. I mean, and it's a horror movie. In space. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that's true. So good. I, I mean... Uh, I can't... I, I don't know if I've seen the whole way through in one sitting, but I think I've definitely seen the whole movie. Um, I've seen Prometheus, so... Pretty much the same movie. 
Prometheus is so damn good. It's almost the exact same. Like, you know, the crew comes out of sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they have, like, the Slowly robot dude. Die. Like, it's revealed that he's a robot, like, at the same times in the movie. Like, because he gets his head chopped off. <laughs> this is the kind of place where if you see someone on the road, you look. Because it's not normal and you see someone on the road. <laughs> oh, but... Yeah, so that's Shackleton. And allegedly, he uh, had cases of whiskey that they later recovered um, that now sell for, like, you know, tens of thousands or, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars per bottle. Oh, okay. One of those type situations. Yeah, so I don't know if it's true or not. That was just an episode of White Collar where they uh, tried to forge um, Hmm. the whiskey. So what about White Collar and Yap? Oh, yeah, I was going to tell you when you were talking about Yap. So, yeah, listener and Yap, apparently um, the ancient Yappies culture, uh, well, not even that ancient. Uh, I think they still use them now, John was saying. But the um, the millstones. Oh, yeah. They used to use them. As, it's, like, currency. It's a cultural thing now. Yeah. Well, and I, I, okay. I guess it is cultural, and I think it's more or less just for... Uh, for symbolism, but every now and then for, like, a dowry and whatnot for a marriage, like, a rich father will give a big stone coin that's, you know, five, six, eight feet in diameter to the father of the bride as, you know, kind of a little token. Yeah, see, so, yeah, they have these big millstones, and you've seen them in cartoons or whatever, you know, the big stone sitting on the ground. Um, the big... Uh, you know, they're What's perfectly the round, comic? like, what? What's the name of that comic? Like, BC? Yeah, BC. They're, they're big stones that they have in that comic. Yeah, you know, perfectly round, sitting upright on the ground. Uh, anyway, yeah, in uh, in White Collar, uh, one of the guys, like, brings, like, the main character's wife um, a, you know, one of those stones and puts it in the backyard. And they're like, oh, wow, thank you. And then the husband gets home and he's like, that's not staying. And he's like, gotta go. <laughs> and he just like leaves this huge, like, you know, eight foot wide stone there. Yeah. <laughs> so what's the premise of this show? White collar? Yeah. Oh, have you seen it? No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, pretty cool. On planet Earth right now, they're showing this like fish be devoured by like all these other animals. It's pretty badass, actually. Yeah, the um, crabs would be tasty with some butter on them. Oh, God, they would be. You ever gone crabbing? Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, White Collar is a really great show. Like, a lot of people don't really like it too much, but it's on USA, and, I mean, after the first episode, I was hooked just because I really like that idea of a show, but basically the idea is the White Collar division of the FBI in New York City goes after bad guys. And in the very first episode, there's a bit of history established that, you know, Agent Burke the main character uh, and the head of the white collar division um, in New York caught a really notorious um, art thief uh, and put him in jail who was serving a sentence. Um, And um, he escaped from prison, you know, like suddenly. And so they called Burke to go capture him because he's the only one who caught him before. Mm hmm. And so he goes and captures him again and puts him back in prison. And then later on, uh, Neil, the art thief, uh, who's, you know, was imprisoned, uh, comes to Agent Burke and sets up a deal, um, because the FBI is having a hard time, like, capturing this new forger and this new thief, uh, that they, that they've nicknamed the Dutchman. Hmm. And, uh, so Neil comes up with this proposal. That he'll work with the FBI in exchange for being let out of prison and to, you know, lend his expertise to the FBI. Okay, yeah, yeah. And so that's the whole premise of the show is that he has, you know, he has like a GPS tracking anklet that he wears and he works for the FBI okay. to, to keep himself out of prison. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And like the, the cool thing about the show <laughs> is he's constantly still running crimes. Like he's constantly <laughs> still doing crimes like while you know, working for the FBI. Yeah. And so, like, sometimes he's, like, doing a crime 
that the FBI is investigating and he has to like do it a certain way because he has his anklet on. That sounds interesting. It's a really great show. I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Um, the first couple wah, seasons are really... Oh, I know. John doesn't have internet, so... <laughs> so if you need to get in contact with me, just light a fire. Yeah, signal fire. But it's so good. And unfortunately, it's coming to an end next season. Uh, they're going to do like a little few episode miniseries rather than like a full season, but... Do you ever watch Burn Notice? Yeah, I like Burn Notice. Really? Yeah. I watched a little bit. It was interesting. Uh, I don't think it is as good as White Collar. Well, probably not. But... Very cheap acting, it looked like. Oh, it's corny. Oh, yeah. And I think they do it on purpose. You think so? I mean, it's got... Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty pretty up there. It's got uh, Campbell in it. And, I mean, I've always thought he was a little bit corny. Campbell? Um, The main guy? Yeah, the dude that's in... No, 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 no. The dude that's in Evil Dead... Never seen Evil Dead. Oh, Jesus. I wanted to. You know, the big chin guy? Oh, yeah. It's got the really look, deep voice. Look, the... Wears uh, the Hawaiian shirts all the time. In yeah, yeah, yeah. The tube worms. Giant tube worms. Those things are weird. <clears throat> Some worms grow ten feet long. I didn't know that they would be talking about me on this show. You consider yourself a worm? If you're looking at the tube worms, you wouldn't be saying that. <laughs> Those things are huge. Yeah, they are. Wow, that's amazing. It's pretty crazy, the life forms that live, like, right on those vents. And just so much life coming, you know, bursts up around those things. And then, you know, all of a sudden the vent stops and everything there just dies suddenly. Yeah. Well, because it's so far down, there's pretty much, there's hardly any nutrients drifting down that far. That's the only source of energy. Exactly, energy, heat, movement, anything down there. Yeah. So if something is going to be alive, it's going to be around those suckers. Yeah, no, it's crazy. So some of the underwater mountains are taller than Everest, huh? That's crazy. You know, it's interesting to think, like, okay, imagine our planet dead. Um, there's no volcanic activity. We're outgassed. So therefore, you know, the oceans evaporate. Uh, and our planet looks a lot like, you know, Mars does now, just... Yeah. Lifeless husk, basically. Would a scientist come and look at our planet and say, you know, Mount Everest is the tallest mountain? Or would they say that these volcanoes underwater are the tallest mountains? I mean, Mount Everest is probably, obviously, the highest peak, but how do you measure it like that? You say Mount Everest is probably the highest peak? <laughs> I was being a little facetious, but yeah. Um, I hope we, we figure that part out. Hey, look at SpongeBob. SpongeBob! <laughs> Are you ready, kids? I can't hear you. Oh, yeah, Captain! <laughs> oh, who lives in the sea? SpongeBob's Squarepants. And Boris the Yellow and Boris the Z. SpongeBob's Squarepants. And nautical nonsense be something you wish. SpongeBob Squarepants. Flop on the deck and sing like a fish. So drop on the deck and, and flop, flop like, like a, a fish. fish. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. I miss watching SpongeBob. Dude, I love SpongeBob. I I kind of hate all the new the new episodes, but. The Last originals really are we so genius. Yeah, I like them. Oh. Now that's a crazy animal right there. <laughs> <laughs> the Nautilus. Is that what it's called? I think so. Named after the submarine. and Wait, is that the submarine's name in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? Yeah, speaking of which, you want to see the blueprints for that? 
you have the blueprints for Alex the found them the other day, yeah. Let's see it. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm darn proud of this thing. John is getting, apparently, the blueprints uh, for the Nautilus from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. The octopus, apparently, is one of the Nautilus's only predators. Oh, man, that camouflage is just amazing on the octopus. I would probably have to say I think that that's, like, one of my favorite creatures is the octopus. They're so badass. Like, they're the only animal, like, in aquariums that constantly escapes. <laughs> like, on a regular basis. What? You shouldn't challenge me. John, I actually, like... <laughs> Has like a cool little poster thing of these blueprints from the Nautilus. It's a copy of the original Walt Disney blueprints for the Nautilus that they built, at least a model of, for the 19, I don't know, 50s, 60s classic with Michael Douglas. Practical lights in all windows. Okay, that's good. Anchor housing right there. Isn't this great? <laughs> Practical hatch to slide. Practical scales to work. Hatch to open. There's the skiff that they can pull out. Practical to move. <laughs> wow, this is something. Isn't it, though? And you got different angles of it. Would you call that the fuselage of a submarine? Fuselage? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Wouldn't you? Yeah, that's what I would call it. I mean, don't... Yeah, I would assume so. It's an underwater plane. Really I mean, even, been. like, in a spaceship, you would call it, like, the fuselage. Yeah. I don't know what to do with it, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's alright. I'm done, John! Wow, that's something. He wasn't joking, listener. Pretty cool. Plans courtesy of Walt Disney Productions, Burbank, California. Scale is? Quarter inch equals a foot. Huh. Well, That's... we have a project. <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's make it. You go to the lumber yard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you make submarines out of wood. Except it'll float then. In the Revolutionary War, I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard about that. This uh, in the Revolutionary War, um, you know, at the harbor um, in Boston, I think they had a sub. One of the first submarines ever built. Uh, was made of wood, and... Did it actually submerge? Or was it just... Because I know in Civil War, they had the Monitor, which, it was an underwater boat, but the deck, like, stuck out of the water like that much. Well, I thought they even had a submarine in the Civil War that actually, like, oh, went underwater. Henley. Really? The, the man-powered one? Right? I think it was the Henley, yeah. The Henley? Yeah. Yeah, but, uh... Six guys inside that have, like, a hand crank. Oh, God, that's badass. Yeah. See, I thought they did, because... And I think, like, the first submarine that we have on record, it's probably not the first ever, but... Uh, was, like, a wooden, basically, like, a structure that they took out into the bay to drill holes into the British ships in the oh, harbor. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. That's crazy. <laughs> in The ingenuity of some people... I'm just like, uh, I'll just swim out there. <laughs> so they drill the holes in the British boats. Imagine being a British sailor. You're just laying in your hammock or whatever, reading. All of a sudden. It's like one of those old school drills, you know, too, where they're like, yeah. <laughs> Cap Captain? <laughs> this uh, is what's happening right now. Is there a cork nose fish somewhere? <laughs> Are you thinking of a narwhal? <laughs> narwhal, narwhal, swimming in the ocean, causing a commotion. I just want to point so out. Awesome. See how full circle this podcast became? Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. We're watching planet Earth. Oh, Deep man. oceans and we're talking about the ocean. Narwhal, narwhal, swimming in the ocean. I wonder if they're going to show narwhals in this. I don't think they If exist. they don't show a... What? The unicorn of the ocean. <laughs> I was going to say yeah. unicorn of the sea. Ascension Island. I've been there. 800 miles from any other land. And a vital rest stop <laughs> for long distance travelers. Summer blockbuster. 
I think they should have called me to narrate this. You do a pretty good job of oh, that thanks. movie voice. Thanks. Pretty awesome. I see a Robin. Nice. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> I like birds. Well, here's some birds right here for you. Frigate birds, they're called, apparently. Yeah, the frigates. There's a friggin' bird out there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put a bird feeder out there. Boatswain Island? Why are all these, like, Navy terms happening? Well, who do you think named islands? <laughs> the really? Navy, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Well, well that's pretty, pretty smart of you. You know, speaking of islands, like, you know Easter Island, right? Yeah. Uh, you know what's weird about that? Is, like, the first time that, like, Western people, like, set foot on the island, like, the island had natives. Really? Yeah, and what's weird is, I, I've been reading a lot of history books lately, a lot of, um, like, military history. Like, I'm reading um, The History of Warfare by John Keegan, who is, like, actually a really good uh, military history scholar. Hmm. Uh, like, really good. I really can't highly... I can't recommend that book enough. But he talks about how, you know, these guys probably had canoes or whatever, and they built these boats, and they settled on Easter Island. And they were a warrior culture, you know, with a chieftain and all this stuff. And mm -hmm. and how the island probably at one point had a lot of wood. And that was sort of like the main commodity, the main, you know, identifier of wealth on the island was wood because you needed wood to build boats and to build weapons so that you could get out into the water to catch fish and build boats to get to the other islands. But eventually they ran out of wood and like the clans started attacking each other. And uh yeah, I'm pretty sure, man, maybe I'm butchering this history, but I could have swore I remembered that the first time Western settlers were there, there were tribes that were still killing each other and living in caves, like hundreds and hundreds of years later. Hmm. And the only thing their culture knew was war. But there was only like, there was only like sixty people living on the island or something like that. Uh, that I could see that happen. And there, and it dropped. Kind of it, it dropped from like a few thousand people living on the island. Yeah. To sixty, mm -hmm. exactly. Like, God, I've heard that so before. crazy. So right now, the turtles are trying to get out to the ocean. The baby turtles, the baby leatherbacks. I've eaten a few sea turtles in my time. You're not legally allowed to do that. <laughs> so be it. Say it a little louder <laughs> in the podcast, John. Well, what are they going to do? Prosecute me? I think the statute of limitations has passed. I hope so. <laughs> Listener, if you know the statute of limitations on eating an endangered species, please let us know. Yeah. <laughs> this is valuable information. It's important. Because <laughs> apparently John is going to be prosecuted. I very well likely could be. I'm sure the statute of limitations has passed. It's like the statute of limitations on things is so low like, you know, I, I was looking at that, like, you know, what's, like, the longest one is, like, seven years or something like that. And I don't even know what that's Oh, for. really? Yeah. That's dumb. It's, like, two years for, like, theft. <laughs> it's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Get it all out now. I know it's been longer than two years. <sighs> that beer is not very good when it's warm, though. Rainier? Yeah, it's not a, it's not I, a warm I don't beer. like warm beer. I don't mind it sometimes, but... Yeah. Look like at that! Sword. Oh, swordfish got some marlins. Oh, sailfish. Huh. Whatever. Almost the same thing, aren't they? They have long, pointy, spear noses. Except I think they got large. These sailfish got the large dorsal fins. Oh yeah, that looks like you're right. I think they're the same fish, basically. They probably are. I don't know. Man, nearly. I was gonna say, geez, like, and they tell us that the fish are dying and running out, and here's hundreds of them. And they're like a rare sight, hundreds <laughs> of sailfish. <laughs> What's my mahi? Is that swordfish? I have no idea. I think it is. I've had it before. I think. 
thing. I don't even know the fuck you just said. Mahi mahi. Some fancy fish you get at a restaurant sometimes. I want sushi now. Oh man, I like sushi. I can't believe you don't like momiji. What the fuck? Er, we just had this conversation last no, week. No, 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 no. It's not that you don't like it. You like some other place better than Momiji. Oh, yeah. Well, jeez. Momiji is like my second favorite. What's your first? Oh, sushi. In downtown Salem. I mean, there might be other... Is that by the Elsinore? I've also... uh, Yeah, kind of. Okay. But not across the street from the Elsinore. It's like around the corner from the Elsinore. Kitty corner? Kind of? Maybe. Kitty corner. Is it by I know the... what you're talking about. There's a place right across the street from the Elsinore, and that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Maybe that's what I'm in. It's right next door to Pita Pit. Okay, around that corner. Yeah. That's right down the street from El Capitol or La Capitana. It's whatever. right next door to El Capitol. That's a good restaurant. It's right in between. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, one day my boss, uh, there was like a pipe broke in our office building down there. And it was Friday, and he's like, "Well, we're going to the bar." <laughs> so we went That's to. That's awesome. Uh, we went to La Cap, or is it El Cap? I think it's La, I don't know La Capital, and they call it the Cap or something. Well, that's when you know you're rich if you can call a restaurant like that by a slang name. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, and he knew the bartender too, so we just like went in there and got uh, margaritas. I think that's pretty awesome. I think it was margaritas, wasn't it? Maybe. Yeah, I think it was margaritas. Whatever. They had a margarita. Really? Yeah. They look tasty. Yeah, they're great. I really wanted one today. (sighs) Could have went to the liquor store. (laughs) Nah, it's alright. Yeah, margarita's like my favorite thing. Well, (laughs) on the rocks or blended? Uh, I personally prefer on the rocks, but like you can blend them and they're just as good. I mean, (laughs) blend them on a hot day, on the rocks on a regular day. Mm. They're uh, a really good summer drink. I... uh, I really like those like lemony like like sour drinks. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. When I was a kid, I used to drink margarita mix, watered down a little bit, pretty much the same as limeade. Dude, a lot of people did that. They would like put water in it and like drink it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> it's good. It, I mean, it lemonade concentrate essentially. Yeah, I I also really like the salt. And I got the margarita salt in my house. when I make margaritas, I go all out. I salt the rim. <laughs> you made red tequila. beer that one time huh when you made red beer the last time we were at your house oh yeah i was drunk when i did that <laughs> I, I was really drunk <laughs> that was a bad night i don't know how that happened that red beer was good though one of them was good one of them wasn't i thought you didn't so like it maybe i didn't at the time but it's it was good i like red beer it's more of a like uh yeah, I'm thinking go to a Mexican restaurant. You know, oh, God, yeah, we said that like a hundred times on the podcast. I think. Probably. Fish! Mexican fish! <laughs> we'll have to go to Seven Mares and get the... Uh... <laughs> the sweat bucketed down. Remember that? When that restaurant went in there in Woodburn and we tried to figure out what Seven Mares was? <laughs> and Google translated a bucket, the sweat. Something ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, we tried to use Google at the time before Translate was like a real thing to uh, figure out what the seven mares was, and it's like I think it's the seven seas. Uh, That makes sense. It's a picture of a sailing ship. Yeah, and it came up (laughs) translated to the sweat bucket. (laughs) The sweat bucket off. That is ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. The sweat Went bucketed off. off him. Oh, my Jesus. That oh, was like Google. the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. I I just can't even begin to... Oh, God. I remember just being like, well, we're never eating there again. <laughs> That's what I thought. Well, we didn't eat there. That's the thing. We, we were going to translate it to see what it meant to see if it was like yeah. the seven cow stomachs or something weird like Well, that. and then I, and then, ah, man, I have this like weird made up memory, but you remember that one girl, um, uh, like Dumas, uh, I always wanted to call her dumbass. <laughs> Laura? Uh, yeah, Laura, Laura. Yeah. Laura. I thought there was, like, some, like, I thought I remember hearing something about her, like, going uh, to the restaurant and, like, eating there and, like, getting sick or something. Or, like, maybe her family owned it. Could have been. I don't know. I don't remember, but, yeah, good memory.
Anyway, listener. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Anyway, listener. That was it for the Oceans episode. Um, I think we want to cut it here and then just start a new recording and we can do another episode or... Well, we could do that. We could just let it play, put on another episode and figure we'll get about an hour at a time and then throw in another movie. Okay. Well, what time do you want to be gone? I have all night, really. Alright. I mean, I don't want to be here till midnight or anything, but... I don't want to be here till midnight, so we're in luck. Grab me another one, please. Uh, or unless you want to crack open the pyramid, we can uh, each have a glass of that. We could. You want to try Warship? The rum? Yeah, sure. I have Coke. Uh, I'll just take the rum. Right now? Or you want another beer? Uh, if you're going to open the rum, I'll take the rum. Well, the rum's already open. Are you going to drink the rum? I'll take another beer then. So, listener, that was the end of the Ocean Deep episode, and we're probably gonna what turn on another one for you. Sounds like a plan. Um, what is the school bus doing out this late? Sports. Oh yeah. Well, what's is it? No, it's not volleyball. It's basketball. Is it basketball? Basketball, basketball season's over. What is it? Probably like softball. Softball, baseball, track. Oh, baseball. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's after spring break, so. I think basketball season ends in, like, February. That makes sense. So we got mountains, poles to poles, and then we got a few other selections. Well, pole to pole is the first episode. It seems pretty generic, kind of like probably an intro into planet Earth. Yeah, I think it is. Mountains is totally cool with me. We could put it in another disc if you really want. Well, it don't matter to me. Sorry. And that'll do it for this week's episode of Cineman, where we got caught up on the goings-on of uh, the, the world below us, the world beneath the waves, the oceans, as it were. So we hope you enjoyed this unorthodox uh, episode of a movie podcast, and uh, we hope that you stick around and, and come back and join us for for next week, where... We're going to take a look at uh, at Snoop Doggy Dog's Planet Earth and then switch it back in to Discovery Channel's version of Planet Earth where we're going to learn about the mountains. So until then, listener, enjoy your week, and we'll see you then.